And a warm welcome to Thursday's Richie Allen Show. It is the 2nd of December 2021. How are you doing today? I hope you're well. You can comment on the programme through the website richieallen.co.uk. Please do. Dean Henderson is my guest, great friend. Dean, Dean's a journalist, an author, broadcaster, and a one-time democratic congressional candidate. He's done it all as the boy Henderson. He's with me a bit later on. Before that, though, well, it's Misha Augustusa. It's the BBG, not the BBC. This is your Richie Allen Show, live from the magnificent city of Salford. Absolutely magnificent. Magnificent. It's the Richie Allen Show, broadcasting live on richieallen.co.uk and multiple platforms around the world. And now, here's your host... Richie Allen. Once more into the breach, dear friends. Yeah, it's been another mad day. Mad things going on. You and I will chat about the mad things in a few minutes' time. And then Dean, as I mentioned already. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah, just do that. Yeah, Be done with it. That stupid theme tune. You baldy... Yeah, all right, okay. Let's, let's crack on. Tell me this, by the way. Uh... No, no, I'll save that question for a bit later on. That's what I'll do. I'll save it for a bit later on. Might get into that with Dean Henderson. Uh, it is, as always, lovely to be with you, to be with you lovely. I'm going to kick off today with a bit of surrealism, really. Mad stuff going on this morning with news about jabs and 114 million new jabs coming into the country and two more per person and all of that. We'll get into it in a few minutes' time. And Germany, of course, and all the rest of it, we'll talk about it. We'll we'll thrash it out, me and you. But I felt like I was living in Surrealville. That's a real village. Surrealville this morning. I thought that my old friend and your old friend, Kay Burley of Sky News, had joined the Dada movement this morning. I really thought she had, because of three bizarre stories back to back. Squirrels need vaccines. It was a nice departure from you should have your booster jabs to squirrels need vaccines, elephants on the charge in Africa, and then mental health. It's mad. I'll give you a little flavour of it. You'll know what I mean by the Dada movement. I think Kay has joined, I think. Um, Squirrel pox virus was discovered in the mid-19th century. Did you know that? Squirrel pox virus in the mid-1800s. Was, was discovered and apparently it's still affecting the red squirrels. There used to be about a million of them in the UK. Now there's just over a hundred thousand and for some reason most of them are living in Scotland. No idea why that is. I don't know. Maybe they like McEwen's Lager. Maybe they like Iron Brew, the squirrels. I don't know. Anyway, Kay had a bloke on and squirrels need vaccines. If they don't get them, they're dead. The red squirrels will disappear. But if those grey squirrels have got the virus, the red squirrels disappear 25 times more quickly. So unless we can get a vaccine into the red squirrels, they're going to continue to die in agony, you know, as as long as the grey squirrels are around. In agony. All right, so the grey squirrels have got some virus. They pass it on to the red squirrels. So we need to vaccinate the squirrels. And what can people do to help? Can we do anything? Well, we could. We could send some of the COVID jabs to the squirrels because they do fuck all for COVID. That's a thought. Maybe they'll work the mRNA jabs for COVID. Might work for the squirrels, maybe. Uh, Yes, we're we're running an appeal for the vaccine. Uh, We're trying to raise £1.2 million. 
we believe that will actually get the vaccine out into the field. Amazing, amazing. And just, just remind, amazing. remind me how many red scrolls we've got left, did you say? About 120,000. There's about 100,000 in Scotland. And Maybe the baby Jesus has earmarked as a red squirrel for extinction. Maybe we shouldn't be interfering. What do you think? Obviously 20,000 left in England. 100,000 in Scotland, 20,000 here. Oh my goodness, not enough. Not, not enough. enough, not enough. And how many grey squirrels? <laughs> Millions of the little blighters. <laughs> yeah. They're everywhere. They're everywhere, Don. They're everywhere, Don. It's good to talk to you. Thanks very much. Thanks a lot. So she got rid of, the, rid of Don and then she went into a story about elephants. And the detail here is quite extraordinary. Extraordinary. I thought I was dreaming this morning when listening to this. Maybe I was. Fatigue is maybe catching up on me. We all get tired at this time of the year before the festivities. The detail here. She's running a video of an elephant chasing some gamekeepers. And the detail given to you by Kay is, ah, it's a thing of beauty. Ah, no, check out from one of the smallest animals in the world to one of the biggest. See what you did there? A group of trainee game rangers in South Africa have had a lucky escape after their game vehicle was charged by an elephant. Massive news, this. This is huge, this breaking story. An elephant charged a game vehicle. How did that happen? They were charged by an elephant uh, and the car was turned sideways and they were forced to basically run. Now, that, <laughs> that elephant is a young bull elephant. He's in must. Is that enough? He's in must. Get out of my way, he said. This elephant, um, the vehicle got in, basically got in the way, is, is what the interpretation is between the, the elephant, which was in Most, and a group of females, and he was not having any... There he goes, he comes um, up to the vehicle uh, and he wants you to get reverse and get out of the way. The elephant wants you to reverse and get out of the way. Sadly, they didn't do that quick enough, so he helps them along the way. Thankfully... This doesn't end. Nobody was injured, but I don't know if you saw the side of the vehicle, there were great big holes in it, but uh, those tusks can cause an awful lot of damage, as you can imagine. There was another vehicle there as well, so they all leapt off that one, and yeah, get out, get out, quite right, and I got into the other vehicle. Thankfully it was there, because they wouldn't have had uh, much leeway on foot. See the elephant, he's doing this with his ears, he's saying, go away, go away. Now He's saying, go away, go away, with his ears. That's one hell of a clever elephant. There, because they wouldn't have had uh, much leeway on foot. See the elephant, he's doing this with his ears, he's saying, go away, go away. Now we speak to the young people behind the mental health advent calendar coming up, featuring celebs like Emma Thompson and Bradley Walsh. Yeah, she jumps into a story about a mental health advent calendar, where you can buy an advent calendar, pr pr presumably a digital one. And for each window you open on the calendar, there's a celebrity telling you that it's okay to be mentally unwell. It's okay to be down, Emma Thompson and, and others. Mad stuff, that, in light of everything that's going on. It's seven minutes past the hour. Some detail on the elephant story there. That's Journalist of the Year next year for Kay Bordy. Now, Alec Baldwin says he didn't pull the trigger of the gun that fatally wounded the cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of this movie, Rust. Have you seen this? Uh, he's made this claim in an interview, the first one he's given since the incident which happened last month. He speaks to George Stephanopoulos of ABC News. Uh, the interview was recorded on Tuesday and will be broadcast in the United States later today. Very distasteful music from ABC News, I think. This is not funny. 
Well, at least it's not funny for uh, the family of the woman involved, but interesting what Baldwin says. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. What did you think happened? Someone put a live bullet in a gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. Right, so the gun just went off by itself then, Alex. Oh, ho, ho, it's magic, you know, never... Just went off by itself. I didn't pull the trigger, just exploded by itself, says Alec Baldwin there. All right, look, enough messing, nine minutes past the hour. Now, the UK Health Secretary Sashi Javid has ordered 114 million more COVID-19 jobs. Have you seen this? I'm sure you have. That equates to two more boosters per person in the UK. Two more. And it's to cover the next two years. And wait for it. The jobs will be capable of being modified against future variants. Ministers are saying the deal with Moderna and Pfizer... Uh, which will cover the two years, would future-proof the country beyond this winter's rollout. Future-proof the country. So according to the Telegraph, health chiefs are scrambling to accelerate the current programme so that all eligible adults can be offered a third jab by the end of January. I've talked about this at length on the programme this week. Why are they so desperate to offer everyone one by the end of January? I think... It's to do with what we have seen in Austria and what we are seeing in Germany and elsewhere. Of course, the European Union think they want to mandate it pretty soon, sooner than maybe we even thought. So they're going on and on about the Omicron variant today. Nine cases of it found in England yesterday. <laughs> How they find the Omicron variant, I've no idea. But they, they say they, they, they found it, so I suppose we have to take them at their word. The army will be drafted in to help with the rollout, of course. Again, we talked about that yesterday. Now, Boris Johnson today convened a group of scientists and big pharma bosses, would you believe, to work on a plan to create variant-proof vaccines within a 100-day period. I won't, I won't use the cliches. I won't say tyranny again. But, but that's what's happening. They're sitting down... And they're saying, well, how can we get a variant-proof jab in 100 days? So the, you've got the Omicron variant, right? So early next year, they might say that there's a, I don't know, there's a Zooton variant, maybe. We've discovered this in Outer Hebrides, maybe. And we're certain that this beats the jabs. What they want to be able to do is produce a Zooton jab within 100 days. This never, ever, ever ends. And some of us... We're saying that it would never, ever, ever end from the very beginning of this nonsense last year. I want you to take a listen to Sky News Bulletin at four o'clock this afternoon. This is a developing story and it's very serious too. Sarah Jane Mee. All that to come, but first, COVID vaccinations are expected to be made compulsory for people in Germany from February. The German Chancellor Angela Merkel has described the situation as very serious and says COVID cases are far too high. A general vaccination mandate should be decided by Parliament. We've asked the Ethics Commission to work on a recommendation and the general vaccination mandate could start in February 2022, if recommended. Right, so that's Merkel then, speaking this afternoon, um, in fact speaking this morning. Now what's important about that is... 
while they're proposing to put a vote through the German Parliament, excuse me, while they are proposing to put a bill before the German Parliament that would mandate the jabs next year, they've also announced the Germans that unvaccinated people from now will be banned from shops and bars unless they've recently recovered from COVID. Okay, let's hear from Adam Parsons. He's a Sky News reporter on the news that the Germans are determined to mandate COVID jabs for all citizens. Well, I think it's likely. Uh, put it this way, Angela Merkel can't do this on her own. She's about to leave the stage as German Chancellor. Olaf Scholz will almost certainly uh, replace her. And he's in favour of this. Uh, it has to go through the Bundeswehr, the German parliament. He has said it will be an open vote so parliamentarians can vote with their conscience. But uh, the polls there and indeed the national polls suggest that there is support for this. And even Angela Merkel, who had gone out previously and said that she didn't want this, that she wanted this uh, to Germany to reach its vaccination targets by persuading people. She now says that if she was in parliament, she would vote in favour. She'd vote in favour. And German, the German newspaper Bild has polled. Now, I know we should take any polling that demonstrates people are in favour of lockdowns and mandating the jabs. Of course, we should take such opinion polls with a fairly hefty, do- hefty dose of salt, right? Right, OK. But polls can be fixed. We know that. But, I, you know, I don't know. I, I do observe people. I do listen to people as I'm going about my business. And of course, at the moment, people are having these conversations, openly having these conversations about jabs and mandating jabs and whether we should or shouldn't. And I hear people as I walk about and as I run about, as I run through uh, the, the town, the dirty old town of Salford. And I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of people are in favour of mandating the jabs. Look, people at the best of times are pretty wretched and they're pretty selfish. They are. Let's be honest about it. You might not be. I might not be. But people are. And I think many of those who succumbed very early on and rolled up their sleeves, a lot of bitterness around. And I reckon, listen, this is just my opinion. I couldn't prove this. But I reckon most of those, or more than half of those who've had jabs, would be only too delighted now to have it mandated for those of us who decided, uh, you know, that we knew better, that we wouldn't have it. Anyway, Angela Merkel is a Nazi. That might sound like a cheap line, it might sound a bit silly, a bit unprofessional, but she is a Nazi. The European Union came out of the world's biggest industrialists, came out of their failure, as you well know, to take control of the continent of Europe through a Nazi victory in the Second World War. That's a fact, not conjecture. She's a Nazi, is Merkel. All in favour of the European Union Army. She's now in favour of mandating jabs for people that they don't need. Dreadful woman. You know, taking sovereign powers away from nations and handing it to a bunch of unelected bureaucrats in Brussels. That's Angela Merkel. She's a Nazi. And so is Ursula von der Leyen, the EU Commission President. Another Nazi and another Kraut as well. This is her yesterday. And not each and everyone can be vaccinated, so they are very small children, for example, or people with special medical conditions, but the vast majority could. And therefore, I think um, it is understandable and appropriate to lead this discussion now, um, how we can encourage and potentially think about mandatory vaccination um, within the European Union. This needs discussion. 
this needs um, a common approach, but it is a discussion that I think has to be led. It has to be led. That's Ursula von der Leyen. Yesterday, I'm pretty sure you knew that, but I wanted you to bring you the audio in any case. Let me go to the comments. There's so much to get through between now and the top of the hour. Uh, hi to Patrizia, who says she had a run-in with someone demanding to see her papers today for mask exemption. As you can imagine, it didn't go well for the person asking, and not one member of staff came to my rescue. They all stood about with masks under their noses, watching a room full of weak, spineless men, and not one of them came forward to stop the rotund, dodgy-looking blonde to stop being abusive with me. It left me rather upset, said Patricia. What mask wearers do not understand is how hard it is to walk into a shop, etc., maskless, in a sea full of sinister-looking mask wearers. It takes a certain strength to do so, says Patricia. In fact, I think it will escalate this as a hate crime to disability rights and see what they say. As far as I understand, I mean, this is all a nonsense anyway, and none of this is legal. But as far as I understand, what the government has said is that staff working in shops and and maybe security people may ask why someone isn't wearing a mask. Once the person says they are exempt from wearing a mask, that should be the end of the discussion. The shop assistant uh, or the security guard should withdraw and leave well enough alone. But that's not going on. That's not going on, apparently. Charlie Stevenson says to me, Austria's Chancellor has resigned. Is that right? Is that is, is that just just happening, is it? Let me have a look there. See, can I find anything on it? The BBC reporting on it yet, is it? Europe, is it? Is it? Not yet. You sure you've got that right, Charlie? I'm sure you have. Um, we might come back to that a little bit later on. Thanks for that, Charlie. That's Schallenberg, isn't it? Schallenberg, that's right. Okay. Somebody says, calling themselves science for sale, says, Richie, calm down, mate. How about you calm down? I'm very calm. He says, listen to Anna de Buissere. She was on this programme. And Dr. Reiner Fuelmish. I don't have any interest in him. A mandatory medical treatment can never happen in the UK. Relax, man, says this person. You're an idiot. Of course it can happen in the UK. Of course it can happen in the UK. Did you think that, that the people couldn't be locked into their own homes and forced to comply with the destruction of their own businesses? Did you think that couldn't possibly happen in the UK? Did you think it couldn't possibly happen in the UK that they would start jabbing children uh, aged uh, between 12 and, and 17 for a pretty harmless respiratory infection, even, even if it, whether, it, whether it exists or not? Did you think that could never happen in the UK? Did you think it could never happen that people would cycle around on the streets with masks on their faces, driving in their cars on their own, masked up, did you think that was impossible, did you, before March last year? If you think that it is impossible for jabs to be mandated in this country, you're an idiot, pal, and you are way off the pace. You're so far off the pace, it's almost laughable. It's fucking happening in front of your eyes. What more do you need to see happen before you realise what is going to happen next year? They are going to make these jabs mandatory. They're initially going to do it by making making it as difficult as possible for those of us who have refused these jabs to get along in life. That's where it begins. Are you for real, whoever you are? I normally don't read out comments by people who can't at least use a first name. 
But that's just ridiculous. Wake up, pal. Wake up and stop putting your faith in trucers like Reiner Fulmish. I'm taking people to court. I've got court cases going on. You've got fuck all going on, is what you've got. Nothing. You're taking nobody to court. This stuff is happening. While tens of thousands of people follow truthers on BitChute. Oh, Reiner Fulmich is great, isn't he? He's great, isn't he? No, he's not. He's a dipstick. And if you believe that he's going to get people in a court of law about PCR tests or illegal lockdowns, I tell you what, I've got some beachfront property in fucking Birmingham to sell you. How'd you like them apples? Give me a break. Give me a break. Wake up now. Wake up to the truthers. And the ching ching. Follow me. You know, go fund me and all that crap. Wake up to it. Nobody's going to deliver you from this. Nobody. Only you can deliver you from this. No marching in Leicester Square. No singing songs with Piers fucking Corbyn is going to deliver you from this. Only you and the people in your neighbourhoods. Oh, there are court cases. Uh, they never mandate jobs here. Jesus wept. Give over now. Give over. I was in good form till I read that. <laughs> I'm still in good form. I'm still in good form. Not that enough now. I- I've pussyfooted around with people for years and I've, I've indulged them with their hero worship of truthers in the truther industrial complex. I've had enough. How far has it gotten you now? Where has it gotten you? Do you think the men and women I've had on these programmes for years, Jim Mars, rest in peace, Jim Mars, God rest him, do you think they wanted you sitting around your computers, watching videos and sharing them on Twitter? Hey, have a look at this, Dolores Cal. Hey, have a look at this. It's no good. These people don't want you sitting on your arse. Got to do something about it. Got to do something about it. No good tweeting out stuff, going on Facebook. I've done my bit. Oh, Reiner Fumish is amazing, isn't he? Oh, oh, wonderful. Yeah, of course he is. He's wonderful. Yeah, he's going to get them all in court, isn't he? Isn't he? He's going to get them all in court. And that's it. It's all over then. Thank God. All hail Reiner Fulmish, eh? All hail him and all the other truthers as well. I'll get you out of it. Send more money. This is Ace and How Long on the Richie Allen Show. 22 and a half minutes past five. Lots more to come. Dean Henderson joining me later on. It's Thursday's programme, December 2nd, 2021. Take a deep breath. Carry on. Music from Ace and How Long on the Richie Allen Show, 25 and a half minutes past five. Ah, we get a bit riled up every now and then. No harm, no foul. We've all got thick skins, don't we? These are testing times, aren't they? You know, there's a reason why I am pretty much universally loathed in the truth or industrial complex community. They, They can't stand me. Because I not I didn't blow the whistle on them, but I saw their game. They used to invite me years ago to come to these conferences and speak and promise me loads of money. Come to this truth juice, Richie. That moron on the south coast asked me to come and take part in a in, in a weekend conference some years ago with, with the promise of a fistful of of cash to do it. And I said, this is crap. This it's like Comic Con. What's the point in me coming to speak to people who already know? what it is I'm going to tell them. The time is for action now, not for sitting around like the People's Front of Judea and Reg 
while a guy is being crucified. Let's talk about it. No, no, there's a guy being crucified. Let's try and get him down off the cross. You know, let's not continue to talk about it. You know, I'll continue to put people on this program with, uh, with, with credible backgrounds to talk about it. That's what I will do because I hope that increasingly more people are listening to the program who would never have given us a second look before. But things are getting so bad for them. Things are getting so scary. They're, they're coming across programs like this. So I will continue to do that and just pray that, it, it, at least in those lives, it, it will lead to something, you know, to some act of rebellion against it. That's all I can bloody well do, you know. I'm not sitting around, though, watching videos of truthers and sharing them and, and getting, and, 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 you know, and fantasizing about lawyers in Germany or in America or in Canada taking people to court because that's just rubbish. It's just not happening. It isn't. And I can't, I can't tolerate that. I really can't. I'm surprised that people still, having listened to me for seven years, that they still follow these rabbit holes and these people and their lies about arresting Matt Hancock and we'll do this and we'll arrest this guy and we'll get this guy in, you know, in court, send us more money. How many times do you, you know, do you get duped before you say, Christ, these guys are idiots. For some people, it's limitless. It never ends, you know. Keep going back to the well. Keep going back to the well. Let's move on. I told you the media was pushing sanctions for the unjabbed, didn't I? Leading to mandatory vaccination. I've been saying it for a while. And I think I said yesterday, it's been relentless these last couple of weeks. It's been relentless. The media push for sanctions to begin with for those of us who knew better than to have any of these jabs and then later on compulsory vaccination. Just a couple of little clips today. I shared these on the website today. That's my website, richieallen.co.uk. The Times radio presenter Rhea Al-Salahi was on Good Morning Britain today and she said that taking a lateral flow test is a small price to pay in order to attend a party at Christmas. Now, the Health Secretary, Sajid Javid, has been saying this week that everyone attending a Christmas shindig should consider testing themselves before setting off in the taxi. So here's this woman, Rea Al-Salahi, from the Times Radio, or Times Radio, appearing on Good Morning Britain earlier on today. Why I wouldn't be going to a Christmas party, um, and I completely sympathise with Bushra's uh, desire to party. I'd love nothing more than to be able to be rubbing shoulders at normal Christmas do, perhaps not snogging in a corner anywhere, but, you know, just getting back to some semblance of normality. But we're not living in normal times. And uh, the idea that to do the absolute bare minimum of taking a natural flow test before going to a Christmas party, ruining your fun, seems completely bizarre. It's so much, uh, such a small price to pay in order to be able to have a Christmas do. I, I would want people to have vaccine passports in order to be at a Christmas party I was at. And if that wasn't the case, to be frank, I wouldn't be there. Yeah, so she wouldn't go to a party unless she knew that everybody else there had a vaccine passport. It's a very small price to pay, she said. You see, the problem is with these idiots is it, they never think beyond the letter A. They never get to B, C, D or E. Never occurred to this imbecile that, well, if, if we allow it now, they will be asking us to test ourselves, well, forevermore. 
for anything, for attending a wedding, going to the cinema, going to the theatre. Never a course of these goons. That was Good Morning Britain this morning. This gets worse as we go along, by the way. Um, folks are getting sacked, obviously, for not having a job. We spoke to Janet last night working in a private nursing home. We've heard from nurses and other care workers on this programme facing losing their job, uh, jobs even. Um, it's even happening in the gig economy. And maybe this guy is not in the gig economy. Maybe he's a fully bonded and licensed gardener. Or maybe he does a little bit of gardening on the Never Never or under the radar. Anyway, uh, a gardener was fired by a bloke because, well, the gardener is a bit of an anti-vaxxer. This is Nick Ferrari's programme on LBC Radio. Well, I think people who aren't getting vaccinated are very, very dangerous people. Very dangerous now, if you haven't had a job. Um, I personally, I, one of the reasons I got rid of my gardener was because he was an anti-vaxxer. Oh, right. Um, a, a vehement anti-vaxxer. Well, um, sorry, just, how is know, someone a vehement? What, when you say vehement anti-vaxxer? Oh, oh why can you say, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's a hoax. This thing is all made up by the government. I said, I do agree with that the way the numbers of cases have been counted is entirely misleading. Because if you've had a, um, a positive test for COVID and you get run over in the road um, yes. two weeks later, yes. you're, count, you're counted as one of these deaths, yes. which is ludicrous. Very good point. Very good point. The counting of case numbers and deaths Numbers is ridiculous, says the guy. In fact, he said it's ludicrous. Listen to how Nick Ferrari steers him away from that. Um, way of counting, of counting these deaths. What did you and say to the gardener? I don't want you working for anymore because you're so well, well, anti- Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. What did you say to the gardener? But really, you had to explore the bit about the counting of the death numbers. But Ferrari made sure we moved away from that. Well, actually, he, he, he said... Um, Every because he used to come once a fortnight, right? And every okay. time he came, yes. uh, I'd say, "I hope you change your mind." And and he would be, "Oh, this vaccination—it's it's ridiculous." Right. Um, okay. Anyway, um, so well, one of the and did you tell him that's yeah. why it's best that we part company? Because you you told your gardeners. That, uh, uh, well, he could see I was irritated, but then he said, if you, "If you don't want me around, I'll go." And there went the gardener. Okay. I, th- I think what, what was really going on there was the gardener was taking his missus behind the rhododendrons. Let's be honest about it. I don't think the jabs have got anything to do with it at all. That's just my filthy mind. I could be wrong. You might have seen this on the website. CNN correspondent Brian Stelter fired his nanny, his children's nanny, because she said no to a COVID jab. The Fox News presenter Tucker Carlson managed to get an audio tape where Stelter, the CNN guy, explains his thinking. So here is, and we're going to use his name for the first time, Brian Stelter, explaining to a group of people that he has fired his nanny, who of course remains nameless, because she refused to get the injection. Listen to this. You know, me and my wife both work full time. We both make enough money to have a nanny during the day in New York. And, uh, and our nanny refuses to get vaccinated. And so we are parting ways with her. And it was very, very sad that we thought, we thought after six months of seeing the vaccines are all good and everybody's fine, that she would come around. So the headline here is that CNN's media critic dismissed, blithely dismissed his little non-white servant because she didn't obey. And that is, quote, very, very sad. Well, how sad? How sad was he exactly? Did he 
pay her health insurance until she finds a new job? What is she doing to eat and pay her rent now that she's been dismissed by CNN's very sad media critic? We don't really care what happens to our servants, do we, when mm. they disobey? Maybe. Going to hear a lot of this, I reckon, people losing their jobs in the gig economy because uh, they haven't had a job. Richard Kelly says, I heard today, this is on the website, by the way, Comment Live, that Allied Irish Bank is going totally cashless from next February for business account holders, says Richard. Is that right, Richard? Has anybody recently tried to take, I don't know, a large sum of money from a bank? I wonder. Or, or does anybody know anyone who recently contacted their bank and said they would like to take out a large sum of money, maybe £5,000, maybe ten, maybe £20,000? Um, or maybe I'm maybe it doesn't matter. I, I'm sure, I'm sure right now if you if you were lucky enough to have that sort of money in your bank account, I'm sure if you rang them up and said you wanted it in cash, I'm sure they'd give you a day, wouldn't they? They would probably say, "Oh, we need a couple of days to get it together," and they would give it to you, wouldn't they? Would they? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Mark and Mindy says the law doesn't just happen; you have to refuse first. Then, when you are arrested, you use the UK law which is that forced treatments are grievous bodily harm. Simple as that. But again, you're not listening, Mark and Mindy. You're not listening. If the government takes a vaccine mandate bill before, UK before the UK Parliament, and if they get it through, it then goes from the Commons, it goes to the House of Lords. If the House of Lords gives its assent to it, it then is... Basically, it gets royal assent. It's then sent to the palace. It'll be given royal assent by the Queen and off you go. That's it. It's law then. You see? So whatever is contained within that bill will be the law. Of course it's illegal. Of course it's against human nature, human rights. Of course. What difference does it make? Which court are you going to take that argument to? Uh, Your Honour, I'm just not having it. I'm not paying a thousand pounds fine. I'm I'm not going to prison for a week. It's absolutely outrageous, but it's the law. It's the law that you have to have these jobs, or if you don't, the legislation clearly states that you will be fined in increasing amounts. One hundred pounds month one, maybe month two, three hundred pounds month three, and so on, so on, so on. Let's forget about the argument about it being wrong. We know it's wrong. It's outrageous. It's demonic. It's barbaric. It's anti-humanity. Of course it is. It won't stop them though. And some bewigged dickhead in some court somewhere is not just going to do the right thing because his hands or her hands will be tied by the legislation. If it happens... If it happens, I'm convinced they will try to get it through Parliament. What happens then? I suppose you could begin, and, and people could begin, a massive campaign of harassment. And I don't mean threats. I don't mean stalking. I don't mean assaulting. I mean bombarding MPs with 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 emails and letters saying, don't even think about it if you know what's good for you. And again, I don't mean threatening them. 
but I think they'll attempt to get it through. You might get one or two Lib Dem MPs. You'll get plenty of Tory MPs, probably. The, the backbenchers, the COVID recovery group guys. But the problem is, look at Labour. Look at the fucking state of Labour. Keir Starmer. He brought back that orange on a toothpick bitch, that Yvette Cooper, back. The state of that thing. She's back in there. All of these people, none of them are going to say, well, this is absolutely outrageous. It violates every civil liberty, every every bit of decency. It's wretched, it's wrong, it's abominable. No, they'll vote for it. They'll vote for it. The Labour Party has waved through everything the government has done in the last 20 months. Waved it through. Oh, yeah, go on. More tyranny? No problem. No problem. Yeah, let's go through the lobbies. No problem. They're supposed to be the opposition. They're supposed to stop it. And you have a media egging it on, egging it on. Julia Hartley Brewer had a guy on today, Benjamin Butterworth, another self-proclaimed journalist. He's nothing of the sort. He's an idiot. He's a gay bloke. He goes on and on about his homosexuality as if anybody gives a damn. And he's often found on TV championing the rights of transgender people and defending sex education for primary school kids and gaslighting people by calling them homophobic, by inferring that people don't want five and six-year-olds to be talking about sex because they're somehow homophobic. When that isn't true, most people don't want youngsters talking about sex, straight sex, heterosexual, homosexual, pansexual. It's got nothing to do with homophobia. But he's a world-class moron, this guy, gaslighting people. And he tells Julia Hartley Brewer today that the unjabbed are dangerous. Here he is on talk radio, Benjamin Butterworth. No, this is typical of the no, media no, going not, on about how we no. should all be in a panic. We should, all, but actually, you, you, like everyone who's running the country, is living a completely normal life. Well, it's not quite completely normal, but it's pretty normal, and that's because that's how scared you are. That's because I got the vaccine. Yes, that's the whole point. And people who haven't been vaccinated are equally entitled to do so, and they are taking a risk on their own behalf. I They're think not. I. Th- Yes, they are. They're, they're not, I don't think they should be as entitled to. And they're taking a risk exactly. on all of our behalves, not exactly. just on their own. I lead a, a pretty normal life. I'm here in the studio, though we're probably two metres apart, probably exactly two metres apart. I couldn't care less about that stuff. Uh, but look, I'm happy. I want to, to go into the office. I want to come into the studio. I want to go out to a bar on a Friday night. And that's because I took responsibility for myself. So what's your problem? I sometimes get my lateral flows at home and care? I got vaccinated. Why is, it, why is it up to you what someone else does with their body? Because it affects us all. And we're in a pandemic. These people are dangerous. And they're, they're selfish. Not dangerous. They are dangerous. They're not people. People who've not been vaccinated are not dangerous. They are dangerous. And sadly, there's been too many stories of people that have not got the vaccine mm. and have died or got seriously. That- she, she should have told him to stop kicking the desk. I would have done. Stop kicking the desk, you woke wanker. Stop kicking the desk. You can make your point without kicking my desk. That's terrible for them and, and I wish they'd got the and vaccine over and but over. that's none of your damn business. But if you face consequences they are far more likely to go and get it because there is a group of people that will never get it. Yes, that'll be you and me. And have maybe some of them buy into conspiracy theories. Some of them simply don't want it quite ardently. There is another group, young people my age who don't think they need it, who mm. don't think they're likely to get sick and they're not likely to get sick but some of them do. No, some of them e- do, yes. Even and, Tom and Daly. Some, yeah. 
was hospitalised with COVID. Yes, and some people that should who be have been vaccinated sign. get sick as well. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely in favour of the vaccines. I know they work. The data is very clear. I follow the science. It is- That's what controlled opposition sounds like there, Julia Hartley Brewer, you know. Yeah, I'll rage against the mandating of jabs and I'll stand up for the rights of the unjabbed, but... But then I'll tell a lie. I, I will say the the jabs are fine, they work, they're safe. Well, they they don't work by their by the admission of those who manufactured them, they don't. And we, we know they're patently not safe either. They're very far from safe, aren't they? Do you see these fact checkers today? You've got Reuters, the international news agency, and you've got a company called Fact Check. Do you see them rushing out these latest papers saying that, oh, fact check, the jabs are not causing sports people to collapse. Did you see that today? It was trending on social media. Yeah, right, of course. Of course the jabs have got nothing to do with all of these athletes collapsing around the world. Not to mention, dear listener, but on Tuesday night, fans at two different Premier League games collapsed with some sort of coronary thing Uh, Some sort of cardiac event going on. Now, every now and then, if you watch enough live soccer on the television, somebody takes ill in the crowd. Every now and then, it's it it can happen. People get overcome. You know, they get wound up during the game, or they get very hot, or they get full of hysteria or something, and they faint. It happens. But on the same night at two different grounds, two people had serious cardiac incidents. People are dropping like flies. Oh, but the fact checkers are out today, like the whores they are, pretending to be journalists, saying, nothing to see here, nothing to see here, please disperse, don't worry about it. No, the jabs are fine, the jabs are fine. Oh, BGPers, that was Benjamin Butterworth. I I told you, I'm making a point here, I told you during the week that for, for two weeks solid now, the media is running stories about what needs to be done about the unjabbed. Why? Why is that? Why this lockstep for so long, for two weeks, phone-ins about what do we need to do with with the unjabbed? I think it's priming the population for the inevitable. And the inevitable is an attempt to get a bill through Parliament next year that makes it compulsory for every eligible adult every adult who doesn't have a medical exemption, to have these bloody jabs. Nicky Campbell, BBC Radio 5 Live this morning, had lots of listeners on, lots, who said that we need to deal with the unjabbed and punish them. Now, admittedly, there were one or two who came on and said, no, no, we can't be doing that, it's a bad thing. But what they do is they they slant the the callers. They slant what it is the callers are saying by deliberately pushing through more callers who do call for sanctions for the unjabbed. I think he kicks off with a woman called Joe, and uh, we can listen to a little bit of that now. Well, I I just think we've, you know, I've got friends who are doctors here in Cardiff, and, you know, the wards are, I queued for two hours to get my vaccine at the weekend, my booster, and... You know, 75% of the intensive care beds are full of people that haven't been vaccinated. Um, you know. Of course, if Nicky Campbell had any balls or if he was any good, he would have stopped that right there. Because that's a lie. Well, she probably thinks it's true, so she's not lying because she believes it. But 75% of ICU beds are not currently 
are not currently occupied by unjabbed people. That is a lie. It's the other way around. They are occupied by people who have had the jabs. Mostly older people. So that's a lie. And he should have stepped in there. But he's as useless as a ham sandwich at a bar mitzvah. Let's hear more. I'm wanting, my kids are wanting to be able to sort of go out safely. We've all been vaccinated. Um, And I I do think there needs to be a, a change where if people want to go to restaurants, nightclubs, that they need to be vaccinated. Um, my husband lives in, he's working in Singapore and, you know, they've had a, a very different policy. Um, basically lockdown, we didn't see him for eight months. Um, but now they're saying you can't go to the food courts if you haven't been vaccinated. Um, you can't. Um, and then if you get sick, and this is very controversial, you, um, you'll have to pay for your own treatment. Really? Um, yep. Yep. So, you know, and people, a lot of people weren't wanting to get vaccinated. It's Google. They didn't, they, they didn't believe, yeah, and they didn't believe in it, in it culturally. Um, and, you know, the government, has, the government have now realised they need to open up their borders and people need to be vaccinated. Yeah, there we are. Um, <laughs> you, you don't quite support that, though, Joe, do you? People, no, you know, no, of course It's a good one to put out like, there. Campbell didn't know what was going on in Singapore. I didn't either. Campbell found it funny. You can't go into the food courts. You can't do this, you can't do that if you haven't had a jab. Campbell thought it was funny. Then he had a guy on called Ross. What do you say to William Ross? Or Russ? Hello. Hello, Ross. What do you say to William? Yeah, good morning. Yeah, thanks, Nicky, for having me on. I've been waiting for this kind of debate because it makes me so angry. You're on. I know, um... Okay, some people are ignorant. They they believe all this stuff coming out. Oh, you can get blood clots. It, it's all this and that. And some people are just damn selfish. And they're probably the people I'm looking at because um, it's I've had to. All right, and a personal thing. Travel. I, I've had to cancel holidays three times. I've got. I'm going again in January. And now I'm being told I've got to spend even more money to have a test when I come back. That's fine. I'll follow the. I'll follow the science. I'll do what I'm told. These people, and I know people... In He'll do what he's told. ...in Susbury that haven't had the vaccine. They go around the pubs each day and all that. And it really, it, it is time now. Apparently the unvaccinated are going on pub crawls around his town. If I had a pub, they would not come in. I'm sorry. And, and I know people, pensioners, who used to go to the pub regularly, who are still too scared to come back out. And this is all part of the problem. Well, that's their problem, isn't it, really? If you're too scared to go out, if you've had two, three jabs and you're waiting for your fourth jab next year and you're too scared to go out, well, not to put too, you know, fine a point on it, you're a dipstick. You're an idiot. And surely by now, well, no, you won't know that you've been duped because you're an idiot. Ah, I won't go out. Why? So many unjabbed people. Yeah, but you've had three of them. Dickhead. And you're lining up for a fourth one. How many jabs will you need to have before you think it's okay to go outside? Wow. These are the times, eh? I mean, yesterday, can I just say, mm-hmm. there was somebody on in the media yesterday from the NHS who said, because of the vaccine, at the moment, about 6,000 people are in hospital with COVID at the moment. Because of the vaccine, about 6,000 people are in hospital with COVID at the moment. Oh, Ross, oh, my God. 
what are you going to do? Don't hit the wrong button, Richie. That's what you shouldn't do anyway. Okay, then. What do we do now? I'm going to take a tune. Dean Henderson is uh, limbering up somewhere. He'll be with me in hour two. This is Robbie Williams and the Richie Allen Radio Show. Robbie Williams and Feel on the Richie Allen Show. Six and a half minutes to the top of the hour. Thursday's show. My great friend Dean Henderson will be with us real soon. Great value. One of the great analysts I've been lucky enough to know over the years. We'll have a good old chat about everything, I think, in general. We'll get the kind of US flavour uh, from Dean, so we will. You know, you, you've got a job... Or you've had jobs, we've all had jobs. Some of us have had jobs that we've we've done well in. Jobs that we've understood, we've learned to understand how to do to do the job. And sometimes you'll you'll see somebody doing a job that you know how to do and it'll leave you perplexed. I'm I'm watching Robert Peston last evening and he's interviewing this Therese Coffee woman. This woman, you know who she is. She's the former, I think she may have been a former Northern Ireland secretary. Maybe I'm wrong. She's got a ministerial role in the government now. What is it exactly? Is is she a health minister? I can't remember. And she's talking to Peston, who just like Nicky Campbell, is as useless as a ham sandwich at a bar mitzvah. You know? She says, um... For what it's worth, she says, I don't think there should be much snogging under the mistletoe. Now, I've worked at every level of the media. I can hear you groan, because I've said that before. I've interviewed government ministers, secretaries of state. I interviewed David Cameron before he became prime minister, would you believe? A very brief seven-minute interview I was given when I was uh, working at Talk Radio Europe. And... uh, I've interviewed them all. And if somebody had ever said anything like that to me, I would have gone through them for a shortcut, as we say back home in God's country. Eviscerated the woman, taken her apart. Where do you get the balls? Who do you think you are sitting here on my national television programme telling people what they should do in their own homes at Christmas? Where'd you get that from? But but he but he nodded, he nodded and 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 he moved on, and I know this is this is me singing the same song over and over again, but I wish you could be in my shoes for five minutes. It is absolutely excruciating. It's staggering to me to see them willfully refuse to do their jobs. The army says Javid, we're bringing in the army. They announced yesterday. I played the clip. They announced. Uh, Sky reporter Kate McCann is that the army would be particularly going to see people who were pretty stubborn about not having the job. Now, how could you report that? How could you say with just as easy or just as easily as saying I'm just popping down the shops to pick up a pint of milk and some tea bags and I'm going to pick up a sliced pan. I'm going to pick up some bread. Yeah, the army will be working to persuade people to have the jab. I mean, if you think about that, 
It's dystopian Hollywood movies. The army coming to town to say, look, you really should have that job now. We, we'll, we'll tell you. We'll put you straight, you know. And they just say this stuff. And they'll have a government minister on and he will say it or she will say it. And rather than take it on, they will ask, why isn't it happening sooner? It's, it's pinch yourself all the time. All the time. Bite your tongue hard all the time. I cannot be hearing this. This is not my reality. I worked with presenters who would have destroyed these people. I produced presenters. I wouldn't have had to speak to them from the booth that I used to occupy when I was producing. I wouldn't have had to say to them, get after him, Billy. Get after him, Billy. Get after him, Maria. Fucking annihilate him, Billy. I wouldn't have had to do it because my presenter would have destroyed them. Who the hell do you think you are coming on here? But the uh, the media is driving it. This might make you smile. It's It shouldn't, but it might make you smile. It, it's tyranny by other means, really. I was listening to a little bit of talk radio today and Mike Graham, who presents for them in the mid-morning, told us a story that I really couldn't believe my ears. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to play you the clip. I couldn't again believe my ears. And I suppose we can understand what we're about to hear in light of the liberties that are being taken in the name of COVID. Listen to what a council did, Wokingham Council did, to some of its residents. Again, you couldn't make this up. I'll tell you where they won't be celebrating, uh, and that's in a place called Wokingham. Uh, Wokingham, which is uh, one of those kind of towns that's in what you might regard as the home counties around London. I think it's in Berkshire, um, Wokingham. It's down near Woking. Uh, it's got some re- resonance with some stories that we've been doing recently about the royal family, you might remember. Uh, it's quite a nice part of the world. Um, however, things are not as they seem in Wokingham uh, because some people have been rather upset to discover that they came out having parked their cars outside their houses one night to find that not only had they been given parking tickets, but that their cars appeared to be parked on double yellow lines, which were not there the night before. That's right. The local council has taken it upon themselves to put double yellow lines down some residential streets in order to raise some revenue. Because how do we know this? I'll tell you how we know it, because what happened was that people painted, uh, sorry, people painted underneath these cars by lifting them up with a crane. What? People parked their cars at the side of the road. There are no yellow lines. Overnight, the council paints double yellow lines under the cars and it was able to do this because it lifted the cars belonging to private citizens into the air with cranes. Now, I don't know about you, but I would have thought if somebody lifts your car up with a crane without asking your permission first and without saying that they're going to tow it away. That's carjacking. That may be some kind of illegal interference, I would have thought. It's carjacking. I would have thought uh, with your vehicle, because if you own a vehicle, you are uh, pretty much able to expect that nobody will interfere with it. Nobody will move it. Nobody will lift it up. Nobody will push it around. Nobody will start it without your permission or it will steal it. So I would say if you did get a ticket in this situation, you might have a good case for arguing that actually they acted illegally. But imagine that. 
they're so desperate to make money, right? So they pick up these cars, they paint double yellow lines underneath and put them back down. Within an hour, there's parking wardens there giving away tickets. Absolutely incredible. Unbelievable. So they're now basically inventing parking rules around your car. I mean, that's a bit like taking your car uh, and moving something fast, really, really fast past it and saying you were caught speeding. You know, that is not right. You can't do that. I'm sure you can get away with it. £70 parking fines these people have all got. £70 parking fines. Park your car. Go home. Have a bit of supper. Glass of wine with the wife or the husband. You come out next morning. There are brand new double yellow lines under your car and a parking fine on your windshield. And you later learn that they jacked your car into the sky using a crane. Where do they get the balls? And you know where they get the balls? Because people have been bending over and taking it in the jacksy from their local authorities for years and years and years and saying and doing nothing. Councils charging people in some parts of the country £2,500 a year for squat, for nothing. And over the years, reducing, reducing, reducing. Used to collect your bins every week. Now it's every three weeks. And charging you more and more and more each year. And people bend over. They pull their trousers down. And they pull their arse cheeks apart. And they say to the local authority, Take me. Take me. Take me big time. Is it any wonder that they think they can jack your cars into the air, paint double yellow lines under them, drop the fucking cars, and then give you a £70 fine? What? That is R.E.M. and it's the end of the world as we know it on the Richie Allen Radio Show Thursday's programme. The time is uh, coming up for six minutes past the hour, six minutes past midday. U.S. Central Time. Connecting with Dean. He's standing by there. I'll give him a minute to, to get in the room. I think he might be there now. I, I There's about a handful of people that I've known since I began doing this type of programme, since I left commercial mainstream media to come and do this. There are a handful of people that I can tell you with certainty, without any fear of contradiction, that were uncannily accurate in predicting the sort of reality that we are bearing witness to today through their books, through their public speaking, through their appearances on radio programmes like this. One of them is my guest today, the author, the broadcaster, uh, the researcher. His books are absolutely fantastic. In fact, I'm going to make a point of linking on my website over the weekend when I get a few minutes to where you can buy his incredible books uh, online. Let's welcome back to the programme my friend and your friend, Dean Henderson. Welcome back, Dean. How are you? Hey, Richie. Doing okay. How about you? Well, I was wondering when I was doing that story today that the local authority could jack your car into the air overnight using a crane and then paint some yellow lines underneath, which as you know, in England means you shouldn't park there. Then drop your car and leave a ticket on your windshield for you to find when you leave your house the following morning to take a drive to work. You see, what has led them to think they can get away with that sort of thing? Yeah, all 
perfectly reasonable behavior. You know? so, <laughs> but it's just, uh, well, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. You hit it. Just people put up with it. People took it and they're still taking it. And it's like, when are you going to get up off your knees and quit being a slave, quit being a servant, quit being pushed around by the crown, you know, and kudos to Barbados, you know? Yeah. Told the old queen to fuck off. You yeah. Know? That's right. So, yeah. So, but it's just groveling doesn't get you anywhere, you know? And of course, you know, with the social media onslaught, which is nothing more than intelligence agency cybernetics experiments and mind control, they've created this hive mind of weak people, the weakest people. And those are the people who just cave in and they want to be cool. And right now it's, yeah, everybody should get vaccinated. Because, you know, the hive mind said so. And uh, it's very dangerous. And uh, so we couldn't be at this point where things are so ridiculous, like this incident with the cranes. I mean, <laughs> and there's, there's any number of this shit. I mean, it's just every day there's just like, what the, what the hell? What's going on here? I mean, yeah, how can you even uh, justify this? But it is demonic, too. And it's an energy thing. And it's... Uh, Look, man, uh, the AI, the the Nephilim, the Anunnaki, in my book, it's all these are all synonyms. And uh, Lucifer is another synonym, and Satan is another synonym. And, you know, different tribes have different names for this dark entity. And Castaneda said it's just your own, you know, the, the reptilian mind just like, you know, it, it, you internalize it and it stalks you. And, uh, the, you know, the, the, the Lakota people here call it Witco. It just means crazy and uh, off. You know, not human, not ordinary. And uh, this is what they've done. They've trapped us in our intellects. And 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 everything's about kind of this cunning desire to be popular for a lot of people because they didn't do the Maslow hierarchy of needs shit that they, you know, they didn't get their gratification. You know, you you got your stuff through radio and other ways, confidence in yourself. I got my stuff through different ways, athletics, music, uh, writing. But a lot of people didn't get this. So there's a hole there that they're still trying to, like, please people. And it's what the crown teaches, of course. It's, it comes from the very top. And it's all a pyramid structure. And, and at the bottom, yeah, is this hive mind that's, that, that looks like it wants to drive this agenda now for the elite. Brilliant, right? Um, so it's very, you know, I mean, my, my last book, you know, the first chapter is about Facebook being from DARPA. Yeah. It's the darkest part of the Pentagon, the Logo is a pyramid with an all-seeing eye, and it says total information awareness. You know, they took it down and changed it now. But when it first came out, and as Admiral John Poindexter, I think, was the first chairman, you know, the Iran-Contra criminal. So uh, that's where that came from, and and people are still on it. So to me, the you know, you talked about earlier personal responsibility. Nobody's going to save you from a uh, nice rant, by the way, first hour. That was awesome. Um, but oh, it's true, and nobody's going to save you but you. And one of the first things people can do is get off Facebook, just like today, not tomorrow, not the next day, but fucking today, because it's CIA, you're being mind controlled, you're being manipulated, or you're feeling bad because you're not being mind controlled, or but then you're still being mind controlled, and it's horrible, and and look at the suicides, and look at the testimony, and look at it, even if, even if the gal here was a plan, she probably was in some way, but yeah, now we're going meta, which is basically 6G, this is 6G and it's Oculus and it's the goggles and it's basically mixing reality with fake. And so all these people with phones, you know, what are they? Well, they're phone ease. They're phone ease. They walk around in their phone ease. And, you, you know, there's the real world and then there's the phone ease. And these are the hive mind Facebook phone people. 
And they're getting nefarious by the day, more nefarious by the day. I noticed the ratcheting up around Halloween, um, where I could just feel this kind of dark. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are going to the dark side, okay, straight up. But a lot of other people are fighting. And um, yeah, I look at Europe and I'm just like, Jesus, Austria, you know, Germany coming. And, um, you know, here it's so far, you know, we've not back all three Biden mandates with stays by the circuit court in New Orleans. So everything's on hold. There are no mandates in the U.S. But on the other hand, you have these medical people, Francis Collins and Lena Wen, and uh, people that are watch American TV will know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And um, Jim Cramer on CNBC, you know, and he's like this cokehead business channel guy that I don't know. He's just he's pathetic. He's just like always needs to be the center of attention. And he's got this kind of following and I guess it's people that probably also always have to be at the center of attention that follow him. But he, he came out and said, yeah, we should, you know, have vaccine mandates and we should also, you know, make the unvaccinated stay indoors for a while. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, it. It's just this cosmic battle, isn't it? Can it's I take you back? Can I take you back to something you said a second ago? Thank you for the compliment about the rant earlier. I, I don't think it was my finest moment, but you've done, a, you. you've done a good job of poking a good hole in it because you correctly point out that there is some judicial resistance in your country to vaccine mandates. Now, if I was thinking straight when I was ranting earlier on, I would have remembered that. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong to dismiss people who are trying to do things, at least having a go through the legal channels, because in your country, it seems that there are some judges that seem to have the balls to say, no, you're not going to tell Americans what they should and shouldn't put into their body. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, I don't think you're wrong, Richie, because there are a lot of other, you know, like lawsuits out there and God bless these people for filing them, but they're never going to see the light of day. But what happened here was, you know, we had 27 state governors uh, I'm sorry, attorneys general, 27 attorneys general out of 50 that uh, basically sued the Biden administration over it, over the, the the work mandate anyway, which required that any employer over 100 employees would have to get their workforce mandate. And so so it's not just some average Joe or some, you know, uh, Internet, uh, you know, conspiracy show. These are governors. So I guess the governors are, are, are a bunch of like uh, red pill misinformation uh, people. Yeah. So I guess this is the, our attorneys general are now the misinformation people. See how that works. And so, but no, it's, so it's really, it's, it's different. It's fundamentally different because they have to listen to that, obviously. And um, so we have a, a basically divided country. We have a, a bunch of people on these coasts who have bought into the corporate sponsored, banker sponsored, Rothschild sponsored, crown sponsored woke movement, which is a fake left, which I talked about, Jesus, six years ago. We years talked ago. about this probably That's right. on the show. And this is the fake left and the economic left, the revolutionary left. Well, you see what happens when one of that uh, type pops up in Ethiopia, where the president, Abiy Achi, got the Nobel Peace Prize in 2018. And now Biden's hitting him with sanctions. Now he's a tyrant. Back in the Tigrayan Liberation Army, which was in power for 30 years, helped him split up Somalia, helped him attack Eritrea, um, have stoked ethnic division, just like Haile Selassie did before the Dirge, before the Marxist-Leninist government called the Dirge took power and then was deposed by the Tigrians. And this guy just wants to bring them together, the Oromo, the Amaru, uh, the Tigrians, all the tribes, because that's what they always do, right? It's the balkanization. And that's classic British intel stuff where they divide tribal people against each other. It's been going on for God forever. 
It gave so us Wahhabism, didn't it? Real leftist. And so this whole notion, and it just always pisses me off because, you know, like Fox News has it the most right over here, like Tucker's Carlson, especially, but he'll still, still say it's the left. The left is behind the woke. This is not the left. This is no. George Soros and the Rothschilds and the offshore crown money uh, doing it, doing us a head fake. And, and basically, then I think they want to, I really think they want to vaccinate all the liberals and the left. And they're the ones that are, yeah, so sadly fooled by this nonsense. And are getting vaccinated but i think they know in the end those people are still liberals and they'll still be the ones that you know have the ability to wake up or whatever and they just want to kill them they want to kill them so it's 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 look we've been talking about depopulation you know again on this show for how long so long and you know here it is so we weren't lying and um that's what this is and and basically the vaccines are producing the variants okay so that's why are you why are you so certain of that dean henderson is my guest Dean is in Dakota at the moment, I do believe. And uh, he's a, a really brilliant author. Folks, he really is. I've read the books. Uh, brilliant. Uh, you, you should check them out. Go online and, and look for Dean Henderson's books. I promise I'll put links to where you can find them. And, and he's nailed this. Over the decade that I've been speaking to him, he nailed it. And you said to me, I want to ask you about the, the, you know, the disconnect that, that has happened between people and, you know, between people and the spiritual between people and whatever whatever God is. We might come back to that just briefly. But but why is a layman like yourself, I don't say layman in any way disrespectfully, why do you think the, the, the jabs are causing the variants? Where have you seen that? Well, I'm a scientist, so I do observation, inference, conclusion, you know. And I saw them do testing in South Africa, Brazil, uh, Kent, England. These are where the very first three variants came from. That's a fact. Yeah. Now I see uh, more and more vaccinated uh, people in this country. And, and what is even Anthony Fauci says, he says, oh, yeah, by the way, the vaccinated people actually carry a bigger viral load in their nasal pharynx than unvaccinated people. In other words, they're spreading it. They're spreading the Delta, but not the not the alpha, the Delta. Why? Because within their body, there's this big, you know, uh, thing going on where this virus is saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, nah, I'm not, you, you targeted just this individual strain and I'm not that stupid. So I'm going to mutate. It gets weaker, which is why it's, it's the, you know, this is all an agenda for the great reset. It has nothing to do with health. Never did really. Um, was there a virus? I don't know. Was, maybe there wasn't, maybe there was, I'm not, like I said, I'm layman. So I don't know, but it doesn't matter because with the vaccine, what they're doing is they're creating new variants to scare people into having and, the job and they're creating them in i believe in the bodies of the people that are being vaccinated because that's what a virus would do that's that's been proven and it's also proven that every strange week or so in a way omicron or whatever could save our ass i mean well if there was an ass to save of course we know there's not because it's all a lie but i mean it, it, in theory if that's true omicron is weaker yet than delta and if you spread a weaker weaker strain all the time then then you'll get rid of it but they don't want to admit that either that's that's a very good point go. that's a very good point and a couple of Scientists have made that point through the English Daily Mail newspaper. That's right. It's the mm -hmm. only newspaper that, that, that said that, that a couple of epidemiologists in this country said, hey, what's all the panic about the Omicron thing? It might actually be the thing that ends COVID altogether. Just like you said right, there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, and, if it's real. The Lancet, the Lancet Journal study, you know, that just came out is, is pretty interesting, too, as far as, you know, the, the basically the vaccines, vaccinated people aren't, aren't going to be helped by these vaccines anymore, period. And that's interesting. So that's, I mean, there's just so many cracks in their armor right now that I think they had to come up with the, the Omicron thing, which, by the way, is named after, I guess, a movie, because there was a movie 
in the 60s or 70s, it's called Omicron, and it was about this alien that came to Earth and disguised himself as a human. No way. It's, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> is that right? Isn't that something? That is yeah, something. True. Yeah, that's something else we've talked about before, you and I, fake alien invasions. Right. And, right. you know, some good friends of ours who are not prone to making wild claims have said to me, Richie, don't laugh. I'm telling you, in the next couple of years, when things really get crazy, maybe at the point where people are ready to maybe take up arms against their oppressors, at that stage, maybe they'll be able to, to do a fake alien invasion. Now, yeah. without would, would it be possible to do that? Like you said, you said 6G, you said Oculus, and we're moving into this thing now, the metaverse, Facebook. So people will be living online more and more, but in a way that we never even previously imagined. Well, you did. I know you did. But they'll be living online with headsets, so they really will be in these virtual worlds. And I suppose if you could blur the lines between the the reality, which is I'm sitting in a studio now, and Dean, you're in Dakota. If you can blur the lines between that and being in some fantasy world in the metaverse, well, then it might be easier to convince people that there's an alien invasion. Absolutely. Yeah, because what happens when that occurs, I mean, it's just there's been a lot of research done again by the CIA into this. And if you if you disassociate somebody's mind, um, kind of splinter it and they're living part time in a fake world and part time in a real world, those things tend to merge together. And I think that's the whole idea, because everything is inverted. You know, everything's upside down. So the whole project, the whole Luciferian project is to invert the entirety of reality. And, you know, then you then you can just get a guy on an Oculus all day and he'll come off it and you say, you know, well, what do you, you know, do you think we should go just. Yeah. And it's just it, they're, they're, their moral compass is gone and, and they don't have the judgment. They don't have the natural vibe. It's pretty simple. They just don't pick up on. They don't listen. They don't watch. They don't observe. They, most people are not scientists either. They take preconceived notions that they heard from the crown, even though they didn't know it was from the crown. But it all is way back. And they just kind of say, okay, that's that's what it is. And yeah, I believe them. And others of us just try to observe things every day and don't get dogmatic and just go, yeah, must be like that. Uh-huh, I get it now. And, and, and with great doses of humility, I might add, which they have none of. And um, I, th I think really a lot of the medical people are, that, that are uh, struggling with this um, are just stupid. Um, at the very top, sure, they know Prince Charles and his castle in the Carpathians, you know, Vlad the Impaler's dragon castle. What if I just told you he was just sitting there and he was pretty much behind the whole thing? Then what would you say? Yeah. Oh, well, might be something to it, um, especially since your queenie is going to kick the bucket pretty soon. He's going to be the new king, King Charles. So um, and he's always the front man for the global economic forum. You know, we've we've gone through all the companies and all, all the connections with the crown. They just keep coming. The, you know, the gift that keeps on giving. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, if you can get people and that's where the obedience comes from and that's where the, the desire to be rich, you know, live in a castle, the desire to impress people, all that bad stuff comes from uh, a long line of, of uh, brainwashing. Um, and it's, you know, it's no surprise that people are fooled by this because they've been fooled on a lot of things for a long time. Did karaoke the other night, and I, you know what I did? I did uh, "Won't Get Fooled Again" by the Who. It was all this country. It was a country bar, and everybody else was doing country. <laughs> no way! So you like did the that. Who? Fantastic! I did the Who. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Fuck it, <I'm> the Who. <laughs> how, how did that Stock go down? Therapist that I am, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I won't get fooled again. But we did. But we did, and and this time it was the the Democrat uh, faction, or you know, that, that mostly got fooled 
But they're still on the right, too. Yeah, there's people that, oh, Trump's going to overturn this election just any day now and come back riding in as our savior, you know. And so that's just as pathetic. Um, but it's that hive mind. It's uh, That's what they do to people. And uh, the more we have media in front of us, which is medium in Latin, which means to get between you and that observation, that scientific observation of just seeing what's there instead of seeing what the screen told you is there. See, it's just that simple. And uh, it's perception. You know, they, they plant perceptions. Um, and, and they've done it here. But in the U.S., you know, look, I mean, we got 60 percent vaccination rate. We got a divided country. We got morons on the coast that want to dress their little boys up in dresses just because it's inverted reality. And they like that. Um, you got uh, black people um, running into white people in parades. And then the news won't even report as a hate crime. You got uh, and that's OK. You got Oakland being looted right now to the point where Safeway's big grocery chain has pulled out. Um, and then you get the middle of the country where we don't want your vaccinations. We don't want your mandates. We don't want your control. We're still behind the constitution. And, you know, this ground I'm on is the best we got here in this country. But that being said, everybody should have plan B. I know Max Egan fled the coup to Mexico. That's a good choice because Mexico, uh, at least announced they're not having, uh, they're not going to vaccinate kids. Um, the other day, and the president, Obrador, who is an old Zapatista supporter, PRD guy, first they've had in forever, pretty good president, lives out in a little uh, bunkhouse behind the palace, like Ho Chi Minh used to do, and uh, was building trains all over southern Mexico for the poor people, you know, like really catering to the development of southern Mexico for change. And um, he, he said he didn't want the vax either, and then he said he got it a month later, but I got a feeling he didn't get it. He just doesn't want to get killed like the presidents of Burundi and Tanzania and Haiti, you know, did. So that's my plan B, too. And um, so far, it's probably holding up better than any country in the world that I could see. You don't even have to get a test to go there or anything. It's not right at the moment, Mexico. It's the only place, uh, Colombia and Mexico, the only places you don't need at least a COVID test to go there. You know, the moronic Spanish government. Um, Spain, a country I know well, as you know, when we first spoke, I was living in Spain. Spain depends on the UK and Ireland more than any other country. It gets more travellers from Ireland and the UK than it does from the countries it borders. Uh, France and Portugal, amazingly enough. And the Spanish have said, you're not coming in unless you're double jabbed. I mean... A moron, Forrest Gump. Canadians is, the same. Yeah. yeah, Canadians the same. Yeah. Madness, wrecking no, the country this economically. Is, this whole just taking away of our freedom of movement. You know, it's so well. It's in our constitution explicitly and implicitly, and it's probably in every constitution. Freedom of movement, and this is already being violated big time. And and it does piss me off. Yeah, because I love traveling. I know you do too. And now you just can't. No, we can't. And, uh, but you know, we just gotta. You know, like I said, this this ground I'm on, if America's going to survive, this will be the area that survives because people have a lot of guns. There's a lot of ex-military and we're just not going to take it. And our governor so far, Christy Noem, has you know done the will of the people. And that's the only reason she's done what she's done is because she reads the will of the people pretty well, with a couple exceptions. But uh, this is just bikers, cowboys, Indians, um, crazy country. This is really the Wild West. Um and uh, starts in western South Dakota, goes out to Idaho and uh, down to, well, Wyoming part of it, Montana's part of it, uh, western North Dakota's part, western Nebraska. And people know how to fix shit and people don't put up with shit. 
and people call shit and what shit is shit, you know, and we call it that way. Yeah. It's like, this is what it is. You know, you're not going to fool us. So fortunately I live in a really good place. We've never masked up. We've never done anything. We've never, people laugh at it. You're in the grocery line and people are like, fuck these masks, fuck this, fuck that. And they say fuck a lot here, which I like. But um, <laughs> it's a uh, sounds like my kind just, of town. It's just a wild west. It's just you know no bullshit. You know, and 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 this will be where where we survive if this country's you know gonna make it. But the whole west, the whole world's under attack. The west is under attack with COVID. The the, the third so-called third world, the south, global south, is being starved out basically by these. You know, they say it's the pandemic, but it's not. It's the lockdown. And of course, they always do that. They blame things on the pandemic that are actually the lockdown causing it. But they, yeah, when you can't export your stuff and you're a single export nation like a lot of these countries are, yeah, it's bad. Ethiopia can't get its coffee out. Okay, its GDP is going to be on 20% next year. There's going to be mass starvation. There mass already poverty. is in Madagascar and other places. So it's definitely a depopulation program at its core. And I just keep hammering on the idea that we have to identify the enemy. And I think, uh, you know, I think I've done that with the crown with help from a lot of other researchers over the years who said the same thing. But I mean, I think it's true and it's, it's pretty, the evidence is there. So we really, when I mean, when I say kudos Barbados, I mean it. And yeah. I think every other country that has any king or queen, um, needs to get rid of them. That's another, that's another get way. Get rid of the royal families. It could be sneaky, effective just right away. Just let's get this going. Let's get rid of these fucks. It's just, you know, it's feudalism. We're not, we're not yeah. gonna live like that anymore. And, most people do, and, and 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 now, yeah. Go ahead. No, just most people in this country, they still labour under the misapprehension that the the Queen's a cuddly old granny who we, right. we we're holding on to that bit of our past, and we, we, she's just yeah. a figure head. They don't understand it. You can't speak to people. Yeah. I I met a guy oh, in this country too. Yeah, yeah I met a guy. Yeah, I met I mean, a, guy. a lot of people think like Meghan Markle's gonna. You know, run for president now. So wouldn't that be something? So it's like, oh, I see. We thought like the Harry Willie thing was a riff, but yeah. actually it was just an infiltration to get the bloodlines in here to run America. Maybe you know, no, plenty of people in this country are the same exact way, and it's so ingrained. You don't even, you know, when you start looking at like Crown Royal, you know, or yeah. princess. Oh, my little princess. I mean, you don't people don't even realize how ingrained it is in us to worship these barbarians and who were just you know, brutal, brutalized our ancestors. And it's classic kind of Stockholm syndrome, but it's part of the mind control that's just going on and the media that's going on controlled by, you know, yeah, the crown. And um, there's no excuse. The there's, there's no excuse, though, for people. You know, I remember oh. I remember when Jeremy Corbyn became leader of the Labour Party. A uh, lot of happiness in the UK amongst um, people who think they're socialists. They're not but they think they are. So they were delighted. And many of them were listening to this program and they departed from the program very quickly because I said Corbyn was an idiot and he, you know, he wouldn't do anything. And then some of them came on phone-ins and I said to them, listen, in order for Corbyn to be allowed enter the House of Commons every time Parliament, every time there's a new Parliament, so every time there's a general election, Corbyn must swear an oath of allegiance to the Queen and to all of her heirs. If he doesn't do that, he won't be allowed in, he won't be allowed to speak in the Commons. Governments, the, the Queen dissolves Parliament. The Prime Minister must ask the, the, the Queen's permission 
to have an election. Jesus, the chief of the head of staff of the army, must go to the palace regularly and speak to the queen. These people are still running the entire show. And, and democracy is an illusion. But they can't get it, people. Or, oh, Rich, you should run for parliament. Do you know what a guy said to me, Dean? Rich, you should run for parliament. Now, I am not, I am not remotely popular enough in Salford or Manchester. I'm not. I mean, I've got <coughs> listeners, but I wouldn't be well known, right? But I said to them, even if I was, do you know what I would need to do if I won the election, if I won a seat in Parliament for Salford? I'd have to swear an oath of allegiance to that bastard in Buckingham. <laughs> do you really think I'm going to do that? Yeah. Bobby Sands yeah, didn't do on, it. Man, I, I mean, no, give me a break. All, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, so... Yeah, it's insane. And then she, you know, she has this golden share, and yeah. it's just this one share, and it's it's actually cheap, so she doesn't have to hardly pay anything for it. That's right. And then she just has control over oh, I don't know, Lockheed Martin, British Aerospace, General Electric, Serco, uh, Cunetico, which was probably QAnon, and on and on and on. And and so and then I think they had their stuff in BlackRock and Vanguard. I'm starting to really think. Because those names keep popping up and they just have hundreds of trillions under, and at least in the US, that's their investment vehicle. Of course, they have Quantum Envy and Curacao, and that's just like hundreds of trillions of dollars. And that's all the bloodlines throwing their money together. And it's all, all, all possible, of course, through the Bank of England um, offshore banking system and in the city of London. So it's all right there. It's just, um, and we just keep hammering on it, but, but know your enemy. And, and then can, until we can get to the top of this pyramid and take out the perpetrator and maybe it's, you know, maybe we get up there and we take them out and then we get swooped on by, you know, reptilian beings, you know, it's entirely possible. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. We at least got to take it as far as we can. Do you know, I have some balls, you know, I was thinking, um, of you today. I was, I was thinking how, how do you manage to retain your sense of humour? I'm going to give you another bizarre story. Like we had this thing where they jacked the cars today, painted the yellow lines and then fined people. I mean, this is beyond tyranny. But you know, the media are doing something very funny at the moment. They're running these stories during the daily bulletins, these cautionary tales. So they will, they will, uh, so they will finish this story by speaking to a reporter. So it's uh, thanks, Dean. That was Dean Henderson there, our political correspondent in Dakota. Now, to other news, they will say, uh, let's meet Gemma. Gemma didn't have her vaccine, but she got COVID and she ended up in hospital with a coma. Now, Gemma is telling people that they should go out and get their jobs. But you know what's funny? There was a story today which I, it really tickled me. I was laughing. They, they ran a story about a girl called Gemma today who's morbidly obese. She's so big, the girl, that she's got her own zip code, right? Let's, let, let, I mean, she, she does, right? She's a big girl, God bless her. And they're telling us that she got COVID, went into a coma, and then had eight cardiac arrests after she fell into the coma. And it's all because she was too stubborn to get her vaccine. Uh, the fact that she's got her own zip code because she's so big when she breaks her leg, gravy pours out. That's got nothing to do with it. I mean, it's hilarious stuff, isn't it? It's hilarious. How do you not laugh? I just, yeah, I just laugh. They're doing the same thing here. And they are. They're all these really fat people because that's who's getting it. I mean, if you're not over 80, it's like 80% of the people getting COVID are just obese and diabetic. Mostly. Yeah. And so, of course, so. Yeah, it's they're doing the same thing here, though. Yeah, that's what they do. They're in a segue. And what I've noticed about the news here is they... They'll do like the 25 minutes of propaganda where everything's inverted and total lies. 
And then the last, and then there'll be oh, the last 15 minutes, it's pharmaceutical commercials for like five minutes and then news for 15 seconds and then another pharma commercial and then 15 seconds. And at the very end, I'll do this feel good story about like yesterday, it was the smallest baby, um, you know, that ever made it, you know, lived, you know, he was like a foot long and like less than a pound and, 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 but it gives them credibility. See, that's what at the end of that broadcast of lies, then you end up going, oh, gee, these people are really nice, yeah. you know, right? And benevolent. And it's just so obvious. And every every newscast on every channel does it that way. So they've really got this down. I mean, they got algorithms now to tell them what to do to mind control us. They don't even have to figure it out themselves. And they're doing it. And it's the worst mind control I've ever seen in my life. It's MK Ultra, but it's mass MK Ultra, the whole world. And if you're not totally in opposition to these fuckers, you will be taken in. I mean, totally in opposition to these fuckers, which means love of humanity, love humans, love humanity, love nature, hate the system uh, to the point where, you know, yeah, it's going to come at us. And guess what? We're going to come right back at it every single time. And I know, I know you speak the truth. I, I, I know you've, you've, you've done it before. And I spoke to a lovely gentleman from the South on one of the phone-in programs recently. I'll get him back on the program again. He was fantastic. And, you know, he echoed much of what you said. He said, you know, down, down South, we know, we, we know who these people are. We know what's, you, you know, we know not to trust them. We, we've had experience going back generations not to trust these people, not to believe them, not to take their dodgy medicines. And, yeah. uh, and let the, can, can I ask you this? Is, I had a lovely lady on the programme last night called Melissa Shumay from Northern Ireland, as well as being a, a very pleasant conversation. Obviously, incredibly bright lady and really is clued into what's going on and articulates it beautifully. A, a financial collapse is fairly imminent to be replaced by the centralised digital currency or the, yeah, the CDC, the centralised digital currency. Is that something you see as being in the immediate future? Absolutely. Uh, Powell, Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, was giving testimony last two days. And, um, yeah, they even, he, they even asked him and he mentioned it, you know, that, oh, yeah, the next time we're going to talk about this digital dollar. We want to hear about this digital dollar. So that started with Mark Carney uh, when he came to Jackson Hole and they had the Fed, or the, you know, the Fed meeting. And he brought up uh, that concept. And, of course, that's where it's all going because it's the next, the ne you know, the next phase once they get everybody vaxxed up with this graphene, which I think sinks people with towers and makes some kind of human antennas, not kind of, makes some human antennas, um, it's cheaper than building all these towers, for Christ's sake. Once they get that done, then they're going to want, yeah, your digital ID. And, of course, the passports we're looking at with the COVID and, yeah, next with the carbon passports and are all going to be incorporated into your digital wallet. And they're going to want you to deal with everything. And, and hey, there's Amazon stores in this country now where you can go. You don't even have to, you know, pay at a register. Yeah, or anything. that's right. You Same just here. pick them up and you can go through and you can either scan it with your phone or get this, your hand. <laughs> yeah, for real, your hand. With your hand. <laughs> now, if that ain't some market of beast shit, I don't know what is. That is mental. So, yeah, but it's coming. It's definitely their plan. Um, and, um. All, all, you know, uh, all I can say is, you know, I'm every day, I, I'm, I'm still just taking down my presence online because I don't want to be an online power battery charger for these Masons. 
And I realized it was all on internet that captured us, despite what we're doing here today. And yeah, but it was it, handy. Like, Hang on a second. Bam, Hang know, on a second. Ass, but, but still, it was in handy. the end, they're going to pull the rug out, and you just have to be nimble. So I, I think reducing your presence on the internet is good. And then when you hit them, you just hit them hard. <laughs> you show up and you hit them hard. For you, it's hard because you got to show. No, you stay in place. We need you. But, I mean, for most people, they should definitely do that and limit your – because everything's going to be a QR code. Your phone's going to be – they probably will mandate cell phones at some point that everybody has one, you know, um, because it's all QR codes and it's all going to be a passport thing until they can get a, a fully injectable um, – something and you know it could be even be the vaccine and we're just not being told that and then later they go oh gee by the way you know um wouldn't surprise me a bit because that they you know they think they got us uh where they want us but the thing is they also know that people are waking up really fast and in fact it's probably why we're seeing this accelerated agenda is because yeah. you know they know that more there's probably more people aware of the whole enchilada right now and there has been, I don't know, centuries. Maybe. Do, you, do you know what we're learning? Do you know what we're learning? We are learning, and I know this in my own neighbourhood and through friends of mine in Salford, that quite a lot of people who had two jabs are flatly refusing a third jab. Now, that's yeah, positive. Same here. Yep, same in the US. Good. That's good news. Now, I must, I, must, I must not contradict you, but you mentioned graphene. And I've interviewed researchers of late who talk about the graphene oxide content of the jabs. Just to be fair, and I try to be as much as I can be, Reuters International News Agency and factcheck.org or factcheck.com or whatever, they've run stories today. They are swearing that they've looked into it and there is no graphene content content to these jabs. I'm just putting it out there. That's what they yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, But it's interesting. To, to me, the most interesting part of that is that they're actually running stories yeah. to refute it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I mean? it's out there. And whether it is or not, I have no idea what the hell it is. I'm not All saying I there isn't. Is there might there's be. some connection. There's yeah. some frequency I, I in my gut. And I don't even know that because, hey, you'd have to take this stuff apart in a lab and, and even then. But I just, in my gut, am pretty sure there's some kind of frequency. And I almost speaking of my gut, I almost feel it around vaccinated people because I'm really kind of sensitive that way. And it's weird, but I, I, I think there's, there has to be some identifying uh, something to this jab. And I think there also is something transmissible in this jab. And yeah, I can't prove that, but I, uh, the graphene makes sense to me. And if writers and fact check are saying it's not, then it probably is. Yeah. You know, okay. Those fact checkers, they never really, refute what you're saying they just kind of uh muddy it. It. they muddy it a oh bit. that was the yeah. wrong picture from it was from over here yeah. but they don't refute the fact yeah. you know what i mean so so i i'm still there's something in there and, and if you youtube graphene and graphite you will see that it's been like this miracle thing for the nerds for like 10 years yeah i mean and and they do talk about it in terms of yeah putting it in your body and and targeting cells and, you know do you know things. do you know that this is the center of the graphene universe did you know that manchester is the center of the graphene oh. universe oh you know i caught that on one of your shows you yeah said it's here crazy building with high security oh wow. jesus you, you wouldn't believe it yeah university of manchester oh. they've got this big facility it's it you all happens it. here yeah you know who owns it richie go on remind us no, no, I don't know. I don't, I don't either. Know. No, no, I, 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 off the, I do, I do, I do, I do. I've looked into this. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. That's why I said yeah. remind us. 
Email it to me. I'll check yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, listen. It's it's it all happens in Manchester, but there are multiple players uh, globally. Um, a mate of mine is uh, has worked for the university in security. I wouldn't be getting him into trouble here because he's never given, he's never told me very much. Mm. All he's ever said to me is that he's never seen anything like the security, ever. And my mate's a very good security guard. He's very highly regarded, very professional. He's well known. He said, Rich, I've never seen anything like this. Wow. Ever. Crazy. The secrecy, you know, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the, the trying to get into that building. Not that he would be trying to get into it. But yeah, it all, it all happens in Manchester. Let me remind you, folks, that you are listening to my great pal, Dean Henderson. You have to read, if you are new or if you're not new, if, if you've come to this programme recently because terrible things are happening in your life, Big Oil and their bankers in the Persian Gulf. These are, these are key books over the years written by my pal, uh, Dean Henderson. Nephilim Crown, 5G Apocalypse, only a couple of years old. Illumin Illuminati, Agenda 21. Uh, the Grateful Unrich, these are great books, folks. They really are. Get online and, and pick up one of these books. Um, make sure the money goes into Dean's pocket, by the way. Don't buy them from a second-hand uh, bookshop. Where should people buy those books that you might get something out of it? Well, I self-publish... Um, and so I got in early in the game when Amazon was letting self-publish books for free. I think that maybe they still are. So it's just you got to go to Amazon, which yeah, it sucks. But actually, I get a really good royalty from Amazon, way better than if you went with a publisher. Plus, you can't get a publisher for these kind of books. There's Not anymore, like no. two publishers left in the U.S., Shiman and Schuster and somebody else. And you have to have like an agent. And they give you like 10% and nothing. They give you nothing. Give you nothing. So at least I'm in charge of my own. And I can, I can, I'm always have the copyright there and I can take it with me somewhere else if I want to. And, and someday I may, if I get, you know, stationary and, and you know, want to get a big printing press <laughs> or something, yeah, but yeah, I don't. Yeah. So that's where to get them. It's just Amazon. Dean Henderson, Amazon. Just type that in and you can get to them. But I appreciate that, Richie. Thank you very much. No, no, I mean it. And folks, do get a book from Dean and let me know that you've purchased a book by Dean. Let me know. And let me know what, what you think of it. It's uh, 14 minutes to the top of the year. We've got Dean for five or six uh, more minutes. The sense of humour is so important, isn't it, right now? It really is. It you is. have to laugh yeah, at this. Yeah, you know, it is. And, you know, for me, it's just... You know, we, we live in, in, in the Black Hills, the South Dakota Indians called Pahasapa, in a very sacred place. Um, there's hiking trails everywhere. There's a very low population density. It's my home state, but I grew up east side of the river, more of the eastern part of the state. So we just, we go hiking. We uh, play a lot of Frisbee golf lately. What's um, that? Frisbee golf? Like me can still do. Uh -huh. Yeah, Frisbee golf. It's pretty fun. Do you guys have that there? Where no, like a, no, we certainly do not. What is it? How do you play Frisbee it, golf? It's like golf, but you throw a Frisbee instead and into like a basket, elevated ah. basket. And, you know, yeah, it, it's pretty fun. Good fun, yeah. <laughs> and it's free. I mean, it's not like golf where, you know, golf's expensive. Yeah. Uh, so, but, so we do that. And uh, I don't know, like went back to my family's for... Thanksgiving, which is nice to have my family closer. Uh, that keeps all those things. I think keep a sense of humor and a sense of perspective. Yeah. And you know, yeah, you, we just have to remember through all this what they're trying to do is break the human spirit and take our sense of humor and take our humanity and 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 our will. I mean, it's a real. It's like they're trying to take our will, like human will, away through all this crazy shit they're doing, including the cranes with the cars and. 
they just that's 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 the point that's what they want to do so you have to stay loosey-goosey man and you have to get out and have fun went to three dog night the other night up in deadwood no um, way I, blast yeah, from the past get in there and i went to war joy uh, joy to the world that, the band war yeah and then went to dwight yokum a month before that oh, yeah. so there's a lot of music in deadwood which is close fantastic and um have fun i go you know we, yeah we get a get a little pint you know in our go cups and and uh, have a little bourbon coke and walk around deadwood and um it's a wild west. I mean, they don't care. They don't care about anything in Deadwood. They leave you a fucking alone. That's what, you know, and that's why people are just coming here in droves. Utopia. Like Florida. People are going to Florida in droves because of DeSantos. People are coming here in droves because of, you know, what we've done. We're the only state that never had any, uh, we didn't impose any emergency uh, stuff. You know, any, we didn't declare a state of emergency. We're the only state. And so we never, nobody ever had to shut anything here. And, so I, I and I got here right before COVID, you know, like creator brought me here for sure. OK. And um, but I feel like the Black Hills is one of the strongholds like, you know, there it is going to come down to who knows what. But um, I just stay, you know, people got to stay alert. They got to have a plan B and they got to get tough. And I mean, mentally tough and I mean, physically tough as you can. And I mean, emotionally tough. And uh, and then you can have that sense of humor once you know you got that, you know, you're like, yeah. okay, come what may, I'm going down. I'm not doing this shit. We're going to fight if we have to in any way we have to. And it's really up to them, you know, and all we're ever asking is stay out of our business, stay out of our face, get out of our grill house. Same thing the Indians asked these Wetikos 300 years ago, and that didn't work, you know, and they keep coming. And these parasite capitalists keep coming. And they want more and more and more. Now they want to get in your body and they're going to tell you it's because they're woke, but they're just fascists. And here they come. So it's really up to them. The next, next move's up to them. Next move's still up to them. And we're just kind of sitting here doing target practice. Come back in early New Year. Come back in January, will you, Dean, please? Um, Merry Christmas, first of all, to you and to yours, to Jill, to all your friends and family. And thanks, um for always being there over the years. I, I can't say it strongly enough. You you look back through the books of Dean Henderson, you listen back to the interviews. He's called it basically down the line that this is where we were heading, to his credit. Not that he takes any particular pleasure in, in that fact being true, but what but, but he has done. Buy his books, get onto Amazon.com and uh, you heard it from the man himself. He gets a great deal with Amazon, whatever we think of Amazon, and support him that way. And... Uh, and and we look forward to speaking to you again in the new year. It's always a pleasure, mate. You have no idea. Really appreciate you. Hey, man. You too, Richie, man. And just keep up the excellent work you're doing every day. Uh, and you really are a beacon of hope for people uh, out there. I listen to your show almost every day. I know a lot of people do. And and uh, you're so valuable what you're doing, brother. And uh, send Richie some pants too, man, because he needs to keep this thing on the air, all right? So if you've got any extra, extra squids in your pocket, you know. Get him some dough too, because he deserves it. He, he, you know, he needs it for operation, man, and to do things like this that we're doing. So, right on, brother. You take care. Have a merry Christmas, and don't, uh, don't drink too much Bacardi. All right, I'll drink a little for you. <laughs> Cheers, mate. I'll try. I'll try my best. Thanks, Dean, the great Dean Henderson, live on the line from Dakota. What a man. What a guy. Thanks to Dean. Now, um, a lot of comments came in. Thank you for them. I, I'll, I'll read one or two as quick as I can. Let me see. Oh, there's just too many of them there. 
Um, but you're talking amongst yourselves on there, which is a good thing as well. Uh, thank you for doing that and recommending little links and, and recommending that you check out various people. It's all very good as well. Time, just about time for me to do this. I'm on the air every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock UK time with a completely different programme. It's a music programme. It's a nostalgia programme where I play a few tunes and have a chat about some of the stories associated with some of those songs. It's called Sunday Morning Melodies. Sunday Morning Melodies with the BBD on Richie Yeah, I've got to get one made up as a promo. I don't know why I didn't do that. I'll get one made up and, uh, yeah, and it'll time, it'll time check the, the show. Sunday's at 10. I've got to say a couple of things. There is a meeting on Saturday in York. It's uh, something I mentioned yesterday. It begins at one o'clock outside the Minster in York. A lot of people are going to be there, including Anna de Buissere, the lawyer, who came on this programme. She was excellent. It was nice to meet her. Uh, Gareth Ike and others. That's this Saturday. That's the, the day after tomorrow at one o'clock in York there. I also want to mention that on Sunday... Uh, this coming Sunday, that's December 5th on Sunday, the the film that I spoke to Jackie Devoy about will premiere on Iconic.com. That's the film called A Good Death, question mark, A Good Death, a story of euthanasia in the care industry. Please uh, check that out. Now, Iconic is a subscription service, uh, of course, fair enough, but it will be free to watch there on Sunday, the 5th of December. A, a very, very, very important documentary made by some very good people, including Jackie, who came on the programme in the week. So please uh, check that out. Um, if anybody's going to the protest in York, if you want to send me a quick message through the website, just in case I've got the details wrong, but if I've gotten the, the details right, well, then there's no need. I also want to say hi to my friend uh, Spiro Skouras, who's been sending me very interesting information this afternoon during the programme. Links to stories to back up some of the things that we've talked about on the programme today. Spiro, activistpost.com is where you'll find Spiro. And on YouTube, that's activistpost.com. Do check out Spiro Skouras if you haven't before. And Spiro, if you're listening to the programme, pal, uh, do get on with me before Christmas. Let's make it happen. Let's have a good old uh, chin wag, as it were, this side of Christmas. I uh, hope we can arrange that. The Richie Allen Show features doctors, scientists, academics and researchers who have been banned by the legacy media. Support Richie now by making a financial contribution at richieallen.co.uk. Yeah, do try and check out A Good Death on Iconic this coming Sunday. Now, look, I made a couple of fat jokes it isn't my style. If, if, you've, if you've known me long enough, you know that I don't make fun of people because of the way they look. And listen, I've had my own battles over the years with the weight. It's a silly thing for me to say. It's, it's just a reaction to the silliness, to the madness of the media doing that. And I know that there will be people listening to, the, to, to this programme and they will struggle sometimes with their weight. I don't think any less of you. I don't think it's funny. I certainly wouldn't want to mock you. So look, don't take that with a pinch of salt, all right? I don't mean that. It's a silly thing for me to do, but look, I don't mean it. Nobody has given me any shit for it, by the way, but I'm just telling you. 
you know I don't I, I, that's that's real you know that's lowest common denominator humor that and and it's not me all right but um look it's been a long week right <laughs> it's been a long week William says come on the gunners you're a jock William you can take that and stick it up your arse you've got to follow a Scottish team says the hypocritical lying Irish baldy Paddy Baxterd who really should follow Waterford Waterford it's Waterford now it used to be Waterford United I should be absolutely enamoured of only one team and one team only but uh, I I grew up as a fan of Manchester United. Yes, I will maybe watch the game. I maybe won't watch the game. I'm 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 pretty knackered to be honest. Um, hi to Angela Lambert who says <laughs> I want to be Calamity Jane in Dakota. I tell you what, Angela Dean sold it to me, didn't he? He sold it to me. Jane says she got Dean's books after he was on last year, and they are really spot on, easy to read, and give a clear summary of how this strange world works. Thank you, Jane. I would never lower myself to the standard of recommending something to you that wasn't um, that wasn't worthwhile. I've never done that. Never. I've never done it. it it's not very much I recommend. Uh, Dean's books are excellent. They really are. Seamus says, Richie, uh, wouldn't it be good to have a leave your smartphone at home night in various locations? That could fuck up the system, says Seamus. I'd imagine the lunacy of the law being changed to say you can't leave home without the smartphone. Good point, Seamus. And Dean was right. But I think what... I agree with Dean about mandating smartphones, but I also think they won't have to. Will they? You know, once we go digital, once we go cashless, and people can pay for things on their phones, and once we go vaccine passports on your phones for everybody... It'll be so impossible for people to leave home without their phones, they never will. It'll be so impossible to live without one, well, they'll have them. You know, they'll have them. Anywho, that's about it for me. Uh, to, to be balanced here, Shari Rose says, Richie, yet another guest plugging something on Amazon when Amazon is wiping small businesses out. That's right. Yes, nobody's saying that's not true, uh, Shari Rose. But Dean got in with Amazon years ago. When he couldn't get published anywhere else. You know, so look, I hear you. I hear you. But um, if you do buy a, a Dean book on Amazon, he gets the lion's share of the money. So look, I hear you. I hear you. I've read your comment out. There you are. No censorship here. Okay. That's it for me, Sunday at 10. Join me if you want to. You don't have to, but do. It's a nice programme. I enjoy it anyway. At 10 o'clock. Closing out with Mama Cass. Until Sunday. Bye for me. Bye now.